Well, good morning again, and welcome again to another podcast, Down to Earth, but Heavenly Minded. I'm your host, Irv Frisch. And today, as we continue on in our study in the book of 1 Peter, chapter, we're still in chapter 1, and we're on part 6. And uh, there are seven parts to uh, this study in uh, just the first chapter. So with that said, let us uh, just kind of jump on and move on in our study here. Okay, in First Peter chapter 1, uh, in this part, we're going to start out uh, with, if you address as father the one who uh, impartial, impartially judges according to each one's works. But here we have uh, the claim of holiness that's right. God has a claim over us both as creator and redeemer. And then uh, it says in this verse, if you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's work. In the Lord Jesus' prayer in John 17, you know, if we go back and read that chapter, we would see that he says to the father, I have declared your name unto my brethren. Now the believer can address the Father uh, of the universe as not just uh, the Almighty or even uh, a covenant name of Jehovah, but as Abba, Father, Dada, or Papa, or uh, something of that form. It's another way of saying that. In other words, it's something very personal. You called your earthly father. Uh, your daddy or your papa, and you can address God because you're a son of God, a daughter of God. He is the judge of all the earth, and his judgments are impartial. God is not. Uh, God is no has no respect of persons, and every one of us live our lives before an all-seeing eye of God. For the Christian, it is not our person that comes into judgment, but our works. And see the big difference in that. Conduct yourself in fear during the time of your stay on earth. That's what Peter tells us. Our lives are to be lived in the fear of God. This isn't fear of hell, but fear of discipline are displeasing God. God is not mocked, and whatever we sow, we are going to reap. That is the government of God. Truly, that's it. Notice the phrase here, the time of your stay on earth. Uh, When we're young, life seems so long. It seems like it will last forever. But God has appointed man a 70-year lifespan, though some may, by reason of strength, live longer. I fall into that category. I'll be 83 here in a few days. I must tell you, I am not well into the last decade of of those three score and ten years. That's what Keith is saying. And here, uh, re- uh, regularly 
of friends passing into eternity. Ah, I do the same thing. That's our days are moving by like a, a, a weaver's shuttle and pass like steam from a teapot. You know, it tells us that our life is but just a vapor. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Isn't that true? Knowing, and, and the scripture goes on saying, knowing that you were not redeemed with perishable things like silver and gold uh, from your frugal way of life, uh, inherited from your forefathers. You know, as creator, God has claim over the human race. Though Adam fall, Adam's fall, we were sold under slavery to sin and Satan. We have now been brought back or redeemed at the very high price under the law. The firstborn son could be redeemed by paying an amount of money, but now we have been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ. His life was the cost of our redemption. This gives the Lord title to our lives. He restored what he never took away. He paid a debt he did not owe, and we owed a debt we could not pay. I love that song when we sing it. But the precious, and, and the scripture goes on, but the precious blood as of a lamb, unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. That was your redeeming cost, your de redeeming price. From the Garden of Eden on, man's approach to God was only through the death of a substitute, and who knows, have uh, and who knows, had have lambs died and shed their blood. Uh, nobody knows how many uh, to cover humanity's sin. Their death only covered sin until the perfect sacrifice could be offered to reconcile our account with God. We hear the word uh, Abraham to his son Isaac on Mount uh, Moriah. My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. You know, in the future of time, in the fullness of time, I'm sorry, God sent his son, his own son, Jesus, to take away the sins of the world. As John the Baptist observed, all the millions of men born on, in this world. Uh, he was the only one without spot or blemish. He never so much as thought of sinful thought. Inside and out, he was morally perfect, and as such was the only fit sacrifice that could be offered. His life uh, evidence by his precious blood poured out was the cost of our eternal redemption. Well, the scripture goes on and says, for he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these last days for the sake of you, through whom are believed in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and your hope are in God. 
beautiful words. When the world rejected Christ and nailed him to the cross, did it take God by surprise? Not at not the least. The Lord said, For this cause came I into the world. I came to die as a prophet foretold. Peter is uh, charging the leaders of Israel with their national sin and said, Him being delivered by a determining counsel and foreknowledge of God. Not only did God know that the Lord would die on the cross, but we learn that it was his plan of redemption. From before the foundation of the world, at the appointed time, Christ was born and could say, I am afflicted and ready to die uh, from my youth up. And truly he was. Now, uh, the grave could not keep the Savior, and he rose victorious over sin and death. Having fully satisfied God's righteous claim, he vanquished death and hell and is alive forevermore. God has highly exalted him and gave him a name above every name. And all the glory goes to God. He is our safe and sure hope. We have no other hope. You know, even Peter said, well, when the Lord said, well, will you go also, departing from him, as some did? He said, but where can we go? Who, who else has the words of life? Christ is the only one. There's no, no name given under heaven whereby man can be saved, except Jesus Christ. And man uses that name in vain so much. Uh, it's just terrible. Well, with that said, I'm going to end my podcast. I want you to have a good day, but always remember that God is out here and you can find him in your Bible. Just pick it up, open the pages, read it. That's all I ask. Well, for now, have a great day. Lord bless.